welcome to the Signature Required Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Renee, and I am a personal development coach, a serial entrepreneur, an author of Putting On Face, and today I have here my sisters, Lacey and Courtney. Thank you for coming and welcome. Thanks for having us. I'm so proud of you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Looking forward to this. Thank you, thank you. So today we will be talking about black women in entrepreneurship and the path that it took to get here, right? So first, let's just start off with um, an introduction of yourself. Tell me, you know, who you are, what you do, give a little bit of background. We'll start with Lacey. All right, well, I am Lacey Leonard. I'm the oldest of the Gucci Angels, as many people um, know us. I am a wife and a mother, a business owner, um, and of course an entrepreneur. Um, My husband and I own a behavior health facility in Tempe. It's called Tackle Health, and we created it because we wanted a place where retired NFL players like my husband could come and get the resources that they need and they wouldn't have to tackle their mental health alone. Um, As a wife of a former NFL player, mental health has been so big, we've lost a lot of our Uh, former friends and teammates to suicide. A lot of families are struggling with opioid abuse, um, substance abuse. So um, I wanted to create a place where we could give back. Um, I come from a corporate background. I've worked um, at a medical school for several years and I was unhappy. And so my husband, he decided that I should do something that I was passionate about. And I've always wanted to help people. So he encouraged me to, um, you know, take a leap of faith and so by doing that it birthed Tackle Health Um, and I also have a podcast that I haven't started yet um, gotta get that started yes I know Uh, we've been just so busy with I do a lot of advocacy around um, just uh, equality for a lot of former players that were denied benefits in the NFL so that kind of has changed a lot of my trajectory around things that are really important and so behind a lot of the advocacy that I do, I'm also very active with my children who are um, involved in sports and school and things of that sort. And um, just really wanted to be a, a women empowerment uh, advocate for women especially. I also do relationship and empowerment coaching. I have clients who are passionate about wanting to just better themselves, but then also women who are really um, you know, concerned about their relationships and are women who might have you know, experience infidelity in their marriage and wanting to restore and repair that. And so I help clients do deal with things like that. So it's just a little bit about who I am and what I'm doing. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much. Um, You touched on a lot of points that we're (laughs) going to dive into. Um, But Courtney, do you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, well, I am Courtney Gooch. I am the baby sister of Lacey and Brittany. Um, I feel like since I was a child, I always just walked in your footsteps. And so similar to entrepreneurship, um, I was always pushed by them um, to really just become the woman that I am today. Um, and like my sisters, um, I too started a uh, outpatient behavioral health facility. And primarily we work with families and uh, we're in the process of working with kids. And that's something that I've been very passionate about. Um, I was a track coach for many years, and a lot of these kids, they don't even have that opportunity. They don't even know what it's like to play club sports. They don't know what it's like to have someone really care about them. So 
one thing that we've been teaching some of our, our youth and young adults, I would say, um, is entrepreneurship. In our office, um, a lot of these people have dealt with uh, mental health issues, substance abuse, and it's been um, passed down generationally. Mm -hmm. And so we're here to help them break those generational curses. And right now we have our clients watching this and I just want to encourage them to let them know that they can be entrepreneurs as well and and your past doesn't dictate your future and so that's just kind of where we stand right now there's so many things that we want to do we're starting a nonprofit to help expand our business as well um, and really just help the community mm -hmm. you know um, something I've been super passionate about for a very long time growing up I knew that that was something I wanted to do just didn't really know how to do it on my own mm -hmm. I've always been a helper you know mm -hmm. we were at church I was yeah. doing everything like oh we're giving out food okay I'm gonna do that oh we're mm -hmm. helping out the incarcerated parents with Christmas gifts okay I'm gonna do that too mm -hmm. and so now that I can be the person to um, start start that process mm -hmm. and sow those seeds yeah, yeah it, it feels really good that's amazing that's I'm so amazing. proud of y'all oh, I'm so proud of y'all <laughs> Um, so I know that you mentioned that you worked in the medical field, Lacey. Mm -hmm. Um, give me a little bit of, um, a background on your transition from the medical field into entrepreneurship. How, how was that? Because, you know, as, um, a black woman in entrepreneurship, we often, um, don't get the same opportunities mm -hmm. as others, right? Um, not only from a gender role, but from the color of our skin, right? Mm -hmm. So how has that transition been for you going over from corporate America into, you know, being an entrepreneur and running a business? Um, I'll be really honest. It was very difficult at first. Um, one, because I come from a corporate background where there weren't a lot of people that looked like me in the room. And I felt like I constantly had to fight to have a seat at the table when I knew that I was qualified, when I knew that I was equipped, and I would see other people um, that didn't look like me who were not as qualified, and they were given an opportunity where I had to fight for mine. And so although um, there were growing pains in that, there's a lot of things that I learned that were transferable that I am grateful for, even though I went through things in, the, in that situation because as an entrepreneur, as a black woman, and being able to open a behavioral health outpatient facility and being able to transfer a lot of those skills that I um, accumulated over the time with, you know, starting a student-run medical clinic and learning how to develop, you know, contracts with, you know, um, people that could help leverage our business. I mean, th there were things that I learned in that setting that I think really equipped me to, to be more open to this field. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think that it was um, it was a little bit of a learning curve because you know when you're working in a corporate setting you're just kind of used to you know your nine to five day to day or salary you know salary type situation. But when you take that leap of faith as an owner, um, there is not a nine to five. It's from when your eyes open to when your eyes shut, and that was a, a transition, right? Because mm -hmm. when you're work for someone else you like shoot I'm taking a break but when it's your own <laughs> business it's not about taking up you don't get breaks you know you right. a lot of times I would find myself um, you know working very late nights or taking work home you know and then just having to be uh, you know being able to manage my own priorities at home my family time 
So it definitely has been a transition, but um, you know, I, I have to thank you because I don't think if I wouldn't have been encouraged by you guys to really take this type of leap of faith, I would not have, you know, I would have done like most people, um, and especially in our community, right? We just were so used to just working so hard and then taking less, right? Mm -hmm. But but seeing you guys, especially you saying like, no, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, if I don't know how I'm going to figure out how to do it, um, that definitely inspired me because I knew that I had the the um, acumen to, to do it, but just that encouragement, you know, and so you really inspired that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's amazing. Courtney, um, how was that transition for you? Give us a little bit of your background transitioning from corporate America into um, entrepreneurship and, you know, your your inspiration or motivation behind it. What, what does that look like for you? Yeah, it, it was hard and it's still hard. That That's the thing about it. People think that once you start your own business, it's going to be easy. Mm -hmm. I could come in whenever I want to. I don't, you know, have to listen to anybody else. No, that is not the case. Now it's like everyone is coming to you for all of the answers, right? Mm -hmm. right. And so um, that transition initially was, was difficult. But what I will say, what kind of helped me is... Um, unlike Lacey, I didn't work for a big corporation. I worked for a small corporation and I worked for a black man mm -hmm. and I worked for a black entrepreneur mm -hmm. and he came from Jamaica and his family, mm -hmm. you know, his, his mom was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. And so when he taught me, when I would go into these business meetings and I would be the only woman mm -hmm. and then I would be the other black person was my boss, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they were already looking at us like, hmm, okay, let's see what, what they say. Mm -hmm. So when I'm, I'm dealing with pension and insurance, I'm dealing with accountants who have gone to school for many, many years and mm -hmm. taken many tests to do what they do. I've talked to financial advisors, and I'm talking to attorneys, and I'm talking to doctors, and I'm talking to all of these educated people and uh, who have much more education than I do. But one thing that Ray taught me was that you have to be twice as smart and know mm -hmm. their field just as much or if not more than them mm -hmm. for them to even respect you because of who you are. Mm -hmm. That's good. You know, he's a, you're a double minority. You're a woman and you're black. Wow. So I always took that into consideration. So when Joshua and I decided to start this business, um, that's something that I said, look, you know, we have to understand when we're dealing with these clinicians and we're dealing with, you know, different government agencies, we have to know everything that they know, if not more. Yes. Especially as a boss. Yeah. You know, you have someone who's been in school all of these years and they feel like, who are you to tell me something? Right. But then when you come and you, you know, you're you spit facts your and you're on top of your stuff, right. they have to respect it. So yeah. nonetheless, it, it, it still is a transition. I'm still learning, mm -hmm. but I really thank God for the mentors that I have. Mm -hmm. And I still seek them out when mm -hmm. I don't know, because I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And my motivation came from you guys. Like, honestly, I, I talk so highly of my siblings because if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have done it. I would have stayed at my job because I was comfortable and it was safe. I know I was going to get paid <laughs> and I was going to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, you know, when Keenan went on, on his sabbatical to India and mm -hmm. he was living his best life for a little bit, I was like, I could never do that. You know what I mean? And right. um, when Brittany decided to, to do everything, <laughs> Okay, right. from being the candy house to the 
you know, everything hair. that you can think, hair, doing hair, you know, I always watched that and I said, okay, I could do it, but I was always like timid, you know what I right. mean? And then to see yeah. Lacey, like, it's crazy. Lacey, Lacey's the silent sleeper because if it wasn't for her, her family wouldn't be where they are right now. Absolutely. Lewis was the, the front runner because he was the one that played football. But what they don't know is all of that, that back work that it took. She's running the house. She's running the business. She's getting all this stuff started. Yes. And that was just so much motivation. So honestly, my siblings um, and just seeing powerful, strong women really was my motivation growing up. Absolutely. So funny that you hit on that, right? Yes. So. Um, being the candy house like I don't even know how I had the capacity to tell dad to take me to smart and final That's to buy packs of candy and I could sell these packs of candy and then take all the kids bowling in the neighborhood but wasn't that cool that dad was super supportive of that yeah. super supportive yeah, you know? yes um, yeah. on on the last podcast you know we talked about that the power of your name and, mm -hmm. and wearing your name proud and mm -hmm. having a father to walk in that legacy mm -hmm. right not being able to go places and we know we're going to get stopped five six times because who our father yeah. is right yeah. Yeah. in a positive light yeah. Yeah. right so like you said how cool is that that we have been fortunate and blessed enough to have a father right yeah. and a mother yeah. to to love and support us and to just really nurture us mm -hmm. in that upbringing because entrepreneurship is not for everybody right. Right. right it's not for everybody but we absolutely have had um, a strong upbringing mm -hmm. and um, strong and supportive parents right yeah. who we gave ideas to and they they supported, they supported us right yeah, whether absolutely. they worked or they didn't and you know there are some things writing my book you know I'm like I'm gonna write a book people looked at me like what right mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna start a business and I'm gonna sell Italian ice it's like what are you talking about right um, but just having yeah. you know having that support, support in in our in our childhood and our upbringing mm -hmm. which was one of the points that I was going to touch on mm -hmm. right um, how our childhood affected us moving into entrepreneurship absolutely yeah right absolutely. Um, one thing you know that you had mentioned, Lacey, um, just not being being overqualified, right, mm -hmm. and still not given positions, mm -hmm. right. Um, and in this field that we work in, I I fought for contracts. Going back to contracts, mm -hmm. right, for contracts that I knew I could make a difference in, right. Working with kids in Division of Child Safety and being on the phone with upper management mm -hmm. and them asking me, well what are your credentials mm -hmm. and me not having credentials mm -hmm. right and so that has been my biggest push also in entrepreneurship right mm -hmm. because when you get those questions and to say well I'm a college dropout right but not even knowing what the background is behind it definitely not my intention right but getting married at 22 knowing that that's what I, I wanted to do and hoping that, you know, that was where God had me to be divorced at 23, took a semester off, and then I found myself going through a divorce. So that's the history behind the mm -hmm. college dropout, mm -hmm. but I didn't finish college. And so when I'm explaining that, oh, you know, I just have experience in mental health and, mm -hmm. you know, and then it's like, oh, okay. And like you said, knowing that information, right? 
just really trying to do the research mm-hmm. and to get educated on the businesses that we have or that mm-hmm. we're in. And like, you know, you mentioned, I'm going to do this or I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Taking on that approach. And so um, kind of just going back through time of Rosa Parks, right, mm-hmm. giving her seat up um, on the bus mm-hmm. to, to really just push that movement in the civil rights movement, right? right. Kamala Harris um, being the first black vice president, you know, what has been some of the challenges in your guys' career um, that you guys seen in that to push forward in? I mean, um, for me, you know, working at a top uh, five university in the country and not having a lot of representation, Mm -hmm. um, there was always pushback. You know, I remember getting told that, are you related to her? You know, they thought that I was related to the hiring manager and Mm -hmm. I had never, I didn't know that the hiring manager at all, but you know, I guess at that point they assumed, well, she must be related. There's, but that must be why she, you know, is in this position. And then even when I would apply for promotional, um, you know, management positions, I would get emails like, "Oh, we wanted someone with a little bit more experience." And then they would hire someone, and then I would, you know, get to know that person and take them out to lunch. And I would say, "So, what did you do? What was your experience?" And they would say, "Oh, I didn't really have experience. I was an assistant at the radio station." So I would go through those experiences. And I would see that I was going to have to fight. I was going to have to, you know, like you said, no more. I was going to have to be better. I was going to have to be on top of my game. I was going to have to um, prove myself. And unfortunately, sometimes as black women and as minorities in business, we do sometimes have to prove ourselves. And it's something that goes without saying, but... I think it has definitely made me more driven. Mm -hmm. And and also now as a business owner, now I have that type of control in what I want my organization to look like. The type of character, the type of people that I want to be a part of my organization. Um, Because I think that we shouldn't look at people based off of the color of their skin. It should be based off of their quality and their character and and, and all of those things. So sometimes we can't... um, change organizations that have you know that old boy mentality but when you are an entrepreneur and you start a business you do have that power to change the dynamic for your legacy and the legacy for your children and so um you know for tackle health i'm very thankful that we are black owned business but that we are able to diversify and to bring in people that share in the same vision of you know what it looks like to be um, a minority business owner and to support a black woman that's trying to do entrepreneurship so absolutely yeah um for me, like I said, since I worked for a black man for for about nine years, but even before that, I remember I used to work at Hertz. Mm-hmm. And so I was working at Hertz, this big corporation, and, you know, I'm doing everything. That's just how I am, doing everything. And it was a lot of men. Now, the crazy thing is all of the men that I worked with were minorities. Mm. Right, so there was an Asian man, there was an African man, there was a Hispanic man. Everybody was men, but they were all minorities, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we're all in this together. <laughs> but <laughs> so you thought? So was I. So <laughs> I'm a woman, and so you know, we're we're at this this hurt, and I was up for a management position, and so it was myself and another guy at another location, and um, our numbers were very much the same, um, but. 
the difference was um, I was more on the corporate side, so we would get cars to like Wells Fargo and mm -hmm. a lot of these big corporations, like the ESPN owner would come in, and then he was more on the other side, and he was Hispanic, and so he was able to get a lot of the Hispanic um, people, you know, in the area that he was in. So his numbers were a little bit higher, I think, because he could relate to, to the people. Understandable. When he came over, they, uh, they gave him the position, and so I had to train him. Mm. Yeah, so I had to train him for everything. He didn't know how to do anything. Wow. So they were just yeah. looking at the numbers because his sales, you know what I mean, right. at that, that location, but he didn't know how to do anything. Mm. And it, it, it hurt I that I had that. to train this man. You remember, right. I was yeah. so mad. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm good. Like, I'm, I, I don't deserve this. And mm -hmm. so I politely and respectfully put in my two-week notice, mm -hmm. and then it was, Oh, we were going to get ready to promote you. We're going to make you guys co-managers. Oh, Y'all wow. never had a co-manager before. Yeah, I'm no, not doing no this. Thank, thank you. you, but no thank yeah, you. Here's right. my two-week notice. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm moving on. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So right. that was kind of that experience. And then as I transitioned into um, the job that I was with at Pension Design, I just learned so much. Mm -hmm. And I would go to these meetings. And like I said, I would walk into these meetings. And I had to really just prove myself being young. I was 23. Mm -hmm. These people, like he, she said, good old boys, they've been in the industry, they 60, 70 years old, must be my grandpa. Right. And they're like, oh, Ray, you got this pretty little thing with you, what's she doing? So it was not wow. even just being black, it was being a young woman. So yes. I had to really carry myself with a lot of dignity, a lot of pride, mm -hmm. I had to know who I was. Absolutely. And anytime I walked into these, these meetings, mm -hmm. You know, I made them understand that I'm not here to flirt with you. I'm here to get your business. I'm here to make sure that your business is going to run well. Right. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Like, you can't take me on a date. <laughs> like, you know, like that. those are the type of things said. that it, yeah. it was happening to me, wow. you know. And it was uncomfortable, but then you almost get used to, to it. To mm -hmm. You're like, okay, let me show them who I am. It's just another and barrier that we go through, which it is, is crazy. It is. Right. So that, that's just kind of some of the things that I went through. But wow. I was able to overcome that and like have that support to talk mm -hmm. to and dad and mom telling them what was going on and they were just really able to support me through that and thankfully I had a boss that was able to support me mm -hmm. through that process. Right. So transitioning into entrepreneurship, right, mm -hmm. and coming from corporate America, um, there's a lot of women, young women, older women who want to make that transition, who are just kind of living in fear or just don't know what is some advice that you could give um, to someone who may be battling and not so much you know um, a minority but any any woman right mm -hmm. because we kind of take care of our homes and our kids and we kind of focus on that and we often forget about ourselves right mm -hmm. and we still have these dreams and ambitions that we want to reach but it's hard when your priority is your home first right mm -hmm. so what would advice would you give to a, a woman who has a family and you know is juggling so many different things right and trying to break into entrepreneurship um one thing that i would say is that you need to stay you need to don't be afraid to stay in your own lane i think sometimes with social media we get so caught up in you know comparing ourselves to what everyone else is doing and you might feel like oh well, I'm behind or I just think that people need to take things kind of 
um, with looking at it with the glass half empty instead of half full. Like if you're working, it's okay to work a nine to five if you're having to work that to like work towards your hustle, right? I don't think that, you know, I, I watched something the other day and the girl said she's like a nomad. She just, you know, she's quit everything. She just doesn't really know what she wants to do. She kind of wants to go with the wind. And I'm like, that to me doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I think that you do kind of have to plan things out, right? If you have children, you're, you have priorities, right? I'm not saying that you can't go after your dreams, but you do have to, as a mother and a wife, you do have to prioritize. Um, but then also to check out your resources. A lot of times it's seven degrees of separation. If you don't, if there's something that you want to do and your passion, you know, it's something in the pit of your stomach that you are thinking about, you're dreaming about, start reaching out to the people around you that might can help you. A lot of times we have not because we ask not. Absolutely. And it's a matter of just asking the right people, mm -hmm. you know. some Sometimes people just want to share information because they want to see you win. Everyone is not going to gatekeep information. So I would say start reaching out to the people that are doing the things that you're wanting to do mm -hmm. so that you can probably get some free insight on how can I do that and then start um, writing it down I'm very spiritual you know as a Christian as a believer um, you know Habakkuk 2 and 2 says if you want something you got to write that vision down mm -hmm. so whatever it is that you're passionate about write the vision down and make it plain mm -hmm. so that when God brings that thing to you whether it's that business whether it's that book whether it's you know this entrepreneur opportunity you're going to know it came from him because you already wrote it down you already prayed about it and you've already brought, spoke those things into existence Absolutely. Thank you. That's oh, good. That's good. real good. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> that girl good. <laughs> that girl good. Uh, I think for me, it's a little different because I don't, I have a fiance now, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. We're not married yet, mm -hmm. you know, so it it's a little different. And I think that coming from that background that experience mm -hmm. I would say to all of those single women that that don't have kids yet that that don't have that commitment and because because marriage is a commitment and absolutely. kids is a commitment they should be your priority you absolutely. know what I mean like absolutely if you're putting your business before Mine your family sure. yeah you can't do that you know what I mean but when you have the opportunity like I, I did go for it absolutely. take the risk yeah. you know what I mean yeah. um, when you're only worried about yourself it's a lot easier you know, if you if I had to eat beans and rice, I gotta eat beans and rice. Right. I don't have to worry about that. You right. know what I mean? So while you have the opportunity and you have the freedom to do it, you have to step out on faith. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and all the other things will come. Mm -hmm. The right man will come into your life that is going to allow you to be the woman that you are and mm -hmm. doesn't feel like they have to put you down for them to be a, right. the man you know mm -hmm. what I mean like the right person will come along and if you want kids and you want those things they will come in time mm -hmm. but while you have the opportunity go and do it mm -hmm. I was afraid and I wish I would have done it when I was 23 mm -hmm. instead of 30 Seriously. but it worked out that I still didn't have kids and mm -hmm. it was a lot easier for me we've seen a lot of friends do it and they they have young children I come in and I applaud every single last one of them mm -hmm. But I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I don't have that. Sure I can better, move. Girl. I can stay up at night. I can do what I have to do. Whatever I have to do, this mm -hmm. business is my baby. Absolutely. And, and that's kind of how you have to treat it while you have the opportunity. So that's mm -hmm. kind of the advice that I would give mm -hmm. to young women, um, even young men that are, are trying to figure it out. Like, right. take the opportunity. Focus on you. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. commit to you. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Yes. 
um, the window of opportunity, right? And those, when you said that, that kind of struck something in me because I live by that, right? So the window of opportunity is so small. It is it's so small. And another thing that uh, stuck with me that someone said is even um, a trash can gets a stake, yep. right? And so I've always just kind of used that as my momentum and as my drive that although I didn't finish school, right, although I don't have a, a college degree, I still use the information. Mm -hmm. I still surrounded myself with individuals that poured into me, mm -hmm. that helped me get to where I wanted to be. And although I had big dreams and I had big aspirations and I didn't know how I was going to get there, mm -hmm. growing up I wanted to be a pediatrician. Mm -hmm. You guys know all, all right. I wanted to do was yeah. to be a baby doctor. I yeah. didn't know what it was called at that time. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I didn't become a pediatrician, but I figured out how to get the building to put the pediatricians mm -hmm. in there, there right? Right. right? And so full just circle. really full circle, right? Just mm -hmm. changing the narrative and, mm -hmm. and using the resources that you have, right? Yeah. I can go back to school, I can get a degree, I can, you know, mm -hmm. do all that, um, but I also didn't allow that to limit me, right? Right. right? And elevating and wanting to have businesses and mm -hmm. be an entrepreneur, because it's also a difference in being an entrepreneur and having businesses and making money, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You can have a whole bunch of businesses, but to, for them to be successful and for them to right. make money, yeah. right, you have to apply yourself and be around the right people. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think without saying, it goes without saying that I'm just so thankful that I have a great support system. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so thankful that you guys are my sisters. Um, Aww, we I always try to give y'all flowers, right? But we always try to give each other flowers. And mm -hmm. um, I don't take it for granted that um, I have a great support system. Mm -hmm. And I have sisters to remind me, hey, pick it up, or I got your back, or mm -hmm. it's going to be okay, because you need that mm -hmm. in entrepreneurship. So before we wrap up, mm -hmm. um, I would just like to know, you know, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind and if you have any way that you know if anyone's watching and they want to reach out to you um, how can they contact you or even be a part or donate to any mm -hmm. you know of your nonprofits and things that you have going on so I want to hear you know what the legacy is that you would like to leave behind and how can um, someone contact you um, so the legacy that I hope to leave behind is that you do not have to tackle your mental health alone um, I am so very passionate about working with families, especially former athletes, whether you're in the NFL or not, um, that have suffered from mental health issues. Um, and I just hope that families know that they are not alone. I get countless people reaching out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this or my husband's going through that. Um, and so I just want people to know that they don't have to do this thing alone. Um, you are more than welcome to reach out to me. Our website is www.tacklehealth.org. Um, I'm on every social media channel at Lacey Leonard. That's L-A-C-E-Y Leonard, L-E-O-N-A-R-D. Um, I love to connect with, you know, women. I am super um, interested in just really being a light to others. So reach out. I'm here and I'm available. Absolutely. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, for me, I would say the legacy that I want to leave behind is um, that you can do anything that you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I see a lot of people that feel like I I'm not worthy, 
and I want people to know that they are worthy um, and that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times there's you can be surrounded by people and you feel alone, mm-hmm. but you're not alone. And, and that's really what we do at Free Life. We, we've developed like a family. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know that, um, especially when they're dealing with mental health, mm-hmm. um, lean on your family. And it doesn't mean it has to be blood. It can be people that just genuinely care mm-hmm. about, about your spirit, about your well-being, and your overall success. Um, so again, for us, um, I could be reached at, via our website, which is www.freelifewellnesscenter.com. Um, we also have Facebook, um, Psychology Today. Um, we can be reached out on that site, and we love to connect, and we, we love to help, and hopefully we can do some good things in the community. Awesome. Well, I am so proud of the both of you. Um, this will conclude our time here on the Signature Required Podcast. Remember to tap in and get your merch at www.signaturerequired.com. If you're interested in personal development coaching, I can be reached at BrittanyRenee.com and all the social platforms, BrittanyRenee247. Again, wear your name proud and remember that your name has a purpose. <laughs>